about something and you say, hey, I know I'm really kind of weak in this, my response would be, I can see that. But you know what? It's not how I think of you. I know that's a part of you, but there's so much more to you that I think, and, and you'll find that people are very gracious and caring about that. And you are much less compassionate and more condemning of your weakness than the people who love you are. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Life Reframed. I'm Lauren Morgan. And I'm Rick Dunn. Rick, today we are recording out of our norm. We are. So normally, and we've talked about this before, so everybody listening is probably like, we've heard this. We record in the mornings. We have kind of a set day. <laughs> no. You know, it, it. we're a little flexible, but for the most part, like we try to stick yeah. to a schedule. And... Um, as everyone listening knows, we're not always the best with like planning and scheduling, which is why we are like, our thank te- you. Our technical, our. Yes. It's <laughs> we're a, a lot of things. It's important detail. to us that we thank like Laura and Alex and Sam yeah, and Sam, Scott, yeah. um, all of these people who help us, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we kind of, you and I let something kind of slip through the cracks. It happens, whatever. We're like, oh, we don't have an episode to record <laughs> to drop this week, uh, despite how much we had planned. Yeah. So we're kind of, um, this is actually something we've wanted to talk about for a while yeah. but we're recording late in the afternoon which is not our normal time no. but i think this might work for us because i'm really tired in the morning <laughs> well maybe we found something new and maybe. and thanks to our wonderful team like sam who does our work yeah they'll take this on um, kind of a short turnaround and and it is a great topic because every now and then i like to talk about the principles of life reframed like like we talk about lots of different topics but there's some principles so let's just dive into kind of a bigger framework principle that whatever topic we might be on we're we're often talking about this i didn't even realize this until a great conversation this morning with your wonderful husband tommy and i'm talking to him and i'm thinking you know what there's a principle here and then you said let's record it today so here we go you ready let's go so this goes from everybody we're amped up let's do this this is from team morgan all the way all right so Conversation with my wife, Teresa, conversation with Tommy. And I realize this, Lauren, that when I'm spending time with people who I consider to be mature in their walk with the mature Lord. Mature or immature? Mature. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah, we want to clarify immature, that. Immature, like my husband, Tommy. No, <laughs> kidding. Mature uh, people. Mature people, yes. yeah. There's a common thread. And here's just, it's a principle. They move toward the hard. Oh, interesting. So let's just think about that out loud a little bit. All right. So. When you're walking with women through the grief of infant loss, which yes. is, your, I mean, you have a lot of things, but this is the most common. Yeah. Or you're walking with moms through the hardness of uh, walking with children who maybe have huge challenges or, um, you know, just are outside the box, as our right. Jessica would say. You know the ones who are going to move through this well are the ones who move toward their grief. Absolutely. Not hide from it or box it up or whatever. Yeah. Who move into it and step into it. So my wife is a counselor when she's working with marriages and there she said, here's the thing. If they'll just move toward it. Move towards That's the most uncomfortable and unnatural thing to do. Yes. So if we're grieving, if we're in conflict, when you fail at something, when Mm -hmm. I fail at something, the hardest thing is to move toward that failure, to embrace it to learn from it, to kind of sit with it, sit in it, instead of just kind of detour around it, defend it, rationalize it. Um, You know, one for me, we've talked about this weakness uh, as the way I'm wired, my natural tendency, I kind of, I despise my weaknesses and I just want to, I want to bury them under competence and strength, right? Sure. But, you know, the most powerful personal growth always comes from moving toward those weaknesses. 
It's just so, it feels so hard and messy and. Yeah. So talk about when you, when you think about it, like what are some of the emotions that you experience or other people when they, when they're trying to move toward conflict, move towards grief, move towards failure, move towards weakness? What, what makes it like, what's the emotion that you think about? Yeah. I mean, I think, okay. One of the first things I think about is that like, you know, this is going to, I kind of feel like, you know, this is going to open up a can of worms. Like if you can sit with something, whether it's grief or whether, you know, like maybe there's a tension in a relationship or something like that. And it's like, if I move towards that, it's going to open up this whole thing. And I've got it all like kind of tidied up right now or boxed up. And in a time period, there can be a place where you feel like I'm doing okay with it. Like I'm handling it. Eventually, everyone does get to a point where it's like you have to move towards it because it's exploding. You have to, or you just have to get deeper in your denial, your medication, your whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. You could do that. Yeah. People do. That's true. So I'm going to give a phrase that loss of control. When you move towards the hard, that's true because you do feel like you're in control before that. And once you start stepping into that, it's like, I'm in such deep grief. I have no control over any of this or. Yeah. So in leadership, one of the things that you learn is leadership to me is primarily just about a series of conflict resolutions. You know, you can it's vision casting, it's communication. But really, at the end of the day, it's just conflict resolution over and over and over again. Right. And so. You can feel like you can control. I can manage that or I can manage around it. I can work around that person. I can work around that problem. I can do. I don't want to talk about that because we we're Hey, we're making money right now or the church is going great or the team's winning. So I don't want to mess with that because it feels like a loss of control. And yet you said a while ago, it doesn't go away. Yeah. Hard doesn't comes out some way or another. It works its way out in all kinds of different ways. I think, of you know, Teresa and I do a lot of with couples in marriage mm-hmm. and um teresa's so you know you've heard her talk about how if we can see conflict as simply a uh it's a it's a light on the dashboard telling us here's an opportunity to grow that's really healthy but often in marriage that's not how that conflict feels at all it feels like if you touch that it's it's going to get harder or you don't know how your spouse is going to respond, or you might start acknowledging some feelings you'd rather just keep buried and not deal with, and those kind of go underground. You don't do it, but you lose an opportunity you could have had for a much deeper intimacy because it's actually the conflict process in marriage that actually brings the depth to the marriage. Well, and that's interesting, too, thinking about it, because when you say that, I'm like, I understand the purpose of dashboard lights. It's to let you know that something's going on, right? Right. Whether you're running low on gas or Mm -hmm. engine issues, whatever. Uh, Dashboard lights stress me out when they pop up, whether it is a gas light. Like, I try to fill up my gas tank before the gas light comes on. Before the light comes on, yeah, because the gas light automatically feels like, uh uh-oh, I'm anxious because I'm I'm out right out of gas. And if the engine light comes on, I'm like, who did not plan for this? I did not account yep. for this. This is not in my schedule for the day. Or I will even go, I, I, it's so triggering to me. I'm like, oh no, my car's going to die. And then I'm going to be without a car or I'm going to have to find a new, it, like this whole spiral, which doesn't necessarily have to happen. But it is, uh, it's interesting that you bring that up because I think even in that way, like a reframing that needs to be done for me of, of 
dashboard lights even like as yeah. warning signs to, to press into the hard places yeah. because I see them and they're triggering. Okay. To me. Perfect. So loss of control, anxiety producing. Yeah. The heart is anxiety producing because there's uncertainty unknown. You don't uh, know how bad it's going to be. It okay. might not be that bad. It might just be that you have to pull over and get gas. Okay. So here's the illustration. So, um, Teresa has a new to us car and, um, we, I have a friend who helps people find cars and I gave him a needle in the haystack this much money for this car and I know it's impossible so if it takes you don't worry about it and he found it and it's it's perfect it's wonderful but it has this button on it and I can't fully explain to you what the button is but I know when you hit the button with your knee and on, when you're picking up pizza on vacation it's not good <laughs> what, is, what does it do <laughs> okay so a little light comes on and it looks like the front end is twisted and something this on is on the light. Yeah, the light. It shows a. It's this is anxiety producing at a higher level because you're looking at a picture. It looks like a broken car, and I'm like, what is wrong with this thing? And I can't. I push the button. It won't turn off. And so then I, I go into the manual. What is this? Well, this is the trans actual trans axle disconnect that allows you to get out of a ditch. <laughs> Only you would hit that while picking up pizza. (laughs) Exactly. In South Carolina where there's nothing but flat anyway. And so here I am, like, it's late at night. I'm afraid. I just got this car. I don't know what it's doing. And I don't know why we have to put this button where my knee can hit it. Why can't we hide this button? Because some of us are 5'4", Rick, not (laughs) six, whatever you are. Six feet, I don't know. Yeah, I'm 6'2", and I got long legs. Give you those two-inch credits there. (laughs) So I don't know what to do. So I have to get out the owner's manual, all right? So here's my thing. Uh, we just got this car right before the vacation. I don't know where the interior lights are. So I take the owner's manual. <laughs> this is going to get worse. I take the owner's manual and I get out in front of the car light and I'm reading it in the parking lot in a light rain. This should be a video because the look on your face right I know. now. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a little bit like, what is wrong with well, this human being? <laughs> why are you outside reading it? Why, don't you have inside lights? I don't know car? how to turn them on. Okay. <laughs> Just got the car, Lauren. I don't know what to do. You don't know how to turn on the inside <laughs> No, lights. I couldn't find them. There's like a button usually. Well, it wasn't obvious. Okay, okay. <laughs> or I couldn't read. Anyway, for whatever reason. Teresa, I, I need to inspect this car. <laughs> if you're listening, please let me look for how easy it is to find the buttons for the lights. Oh, gosh. I wish I hadn't said that because you are going to do that one day. So anyway, so I get it out in front of it and I look through the thing. It's like a four-step process to try to, to turn the... Anyway. It shouldn't be that hard. It should not be that hard. And so Teresa did it one time. She called the guy. She called me and said, honey, I just got lucky. I don't even know how to do it. And quite honestly, I probably look like a madman because I was so frustrated. The pizza's getting cold. It's raining. I don't know if this car, if I just destroyed her car. <laughs> You're outside. <laughs> Reading in front. So there's much more to the story. All that to say, right? The picture looked ominous and I didn't know what to do. And it just created anxiety. And I think that's often conflict, grief. We just don't know what to do. We hadn't been here before or we haven't been in this or we've been here before. And when we were, it did not turn out so well. And so we just don't move toward the hard. But that's the path for like my Paul says, Jesus said to him, my grace is sufficient for your weakness. He's basically say, Paul, meet me there. We know, you know, the grief is like if you don't allow the grief to be felt and expressed and experienced, it goes underground and gets in your body and gets in all kinds of things, right? Oh, yeah. It will come out one way or the other. It will. Eventually, a lot of times people don't deal with it and don't address it. And so 
as you know, you've been a pastor for a long time. People might show up, I mean, 10, 20, 30 years later with things they don't understand and they're unresolved issues, they right? They are unresolved. And if you're leading a team of any kind and you're thinking, well, it, it'll be okay. As soon as you say, it's okay. Or if you've got a team member, let's name the team member X, because I don't want to use a name. <laughs> you got a team member X and you say, hey, uh, well, it's just X. You know how they are, but you don't ever address it. Ultimately, Lord, it's going to show up in your team. Yeah. And I kind of think I was thinking the other day about my kids are getting to the age now where, I mean, the way they've interacted with each other, that's always important, but they're getting old enough now where it's, I really feel like patterns are starting to be set of how yes. they interact with each other and how they relate to each other. And I did have the thought the other day, I am going to say this out loud, I'm probably going to regret it, but I did have the thought the other day, maybe it will resolve itself. <laughs> I thought of that as you were talking of... Uh, this pressing into the hard there in that parenting because it's a lot harder to to stop and and press into that than it is to just be like maybe eventually they'll just you know beat it yeah. out of each other I don't know <laughs> or they'll wake up one day and just be you It'll know be great yeah. great yeah. interaction um, but if if we don't address it it's not going yeah. to get better it's going to get worse and as my children have gotten older there's been a couple of times where there's been a conflict between adult children and. You know, they'll say it to me and I'll say, you have no choice but to go talk to your sibling yeah. about this. Like, yeah. you carry this, you don't talk about it, it. It has to be talked about and you will get through it because you love each other, but you're going to have to talk about it. So, so very important. Yeah. The principle is a lot of what we do on Life Reframed, Lauren, this is just a principle say, hey, go into the heart. Yeah. You think that heart is a threat and actually God's going to use that to grow you it may not work the way you want it to it may not be all pretty and you know it, a lot of times these hard things don't just turn out okay but recently i sat with a family where quite honestly the parent in the family died without ever resolving serious hurt with one of the kids hmm. serious they just never ever got through it there was manipulation there was distraction there was talking about it in code or circuit, but never sat down and just said, here's the reality of this relationship. And as a result, a huge lost opportunity for that parent to leave a legacy of hope. Don't you feel that though? Yeah. I mean, I could tell in you, you feel it like I do. That's such a loss. Yeah, and you is. could have done the hard and given the gift, but you just wouldn't do it yeah or there's some place in our lives that well if i go into that i'm going to feel vulnerable and weak and all and we on life reframed we're constantly saying that's the point yeah like that's where you want to go and and i think i know personally because i have pressed into the heart in some things but then also there are examples in my life from where i haven't or i've or i've dodged it or i know you know very much the feelings of this is going to be mm -hmm. really hard this mm -hmm. is a, not something i want to press into right now but um it is man it is so it's important i know i tell people all the time with grief it's so important to face your grief and hit it head on and deal with it um you can't medicate it away you, you can can't. try but you can't no you might you might numb it but you right. can't medicate it away right so definitely i mean I am not at all 
perfect at this in any means. Um, but I know I've seen it. I've seen both sides of it. I've seen it myself. Okay. I've seen it in other people. And I know that it is important. So yeah. we've been talking about talking about this for a while. And I'm glad we did um, just kind of, you know, throw yeah. this out there today for everybody. Yeah, and I'll talk a couple of ways just closing it out about how to do that. But let me just make an observation. Nobody's getting it perfect, right? But you've had enough life experience at your age and you've had enough hard you've had to deal with uh-huh. that you know the difference in the depth of your life when you do the hard and when you don't. True. I do. And I'm 61. And I'll, well, I'm 60. I'm on my way to 61. And, um, <laughs> you know, if you want to add on a year, that's fine. It's all running together. So um, if you're 35, which is your net in your uh-huh. range, you're 35, and you put a huge bad purchase on a credit card. You buy a lemon of a car on your credit card to say you could afford that $20,000 and then the car dies and you have nothing to show for it. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, I hate that that happened, but I might pay the minimum, but I'm just not going to deal with, I'm going to avoid, I'm not going to deal with the fact I just did something really, right? right? You do that for 15 or 20 years and that 20,000 is 150,000 or 180, right? And you wind up paying off emotional debts for not doing just dealing with the reality and pressing into it and finding a way, even if it's just bite-sized monthly payments. And so here's the principle. Even if it's just bite-sized monthly payments, start pressing into that hard, whether it's the weakness or the failure or the past or the conflict or the whatever it might be. Go ahead and take that step because here's the thing. You just, you said it in so many words, you're going to pay for it somehow. Yeah. You're going to pay for it somehow. And the payoff, to use the illustration, is growth and maturity. And so here's here's two or three things we can do. Number one, realize at the end of the day, this is a trust issue with God. And I'm not trying to over-spiritualize everything and make it all about, you know, but it's actually true. Is that if this is reality and God meets us in reality and calls us to reality, then my failure not to go into the heart is actually my not trusting him with the unknown, the uncertain, the anxiety, the fear, the the yeah, emotion, that's right? That's a good point. Yeah. Second of all, get some help. Always. Always. Get big some help. fan of that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that I wasn't a fan of the first one. But no, you're right. I'm pro. I'm pro getting help. You are, mm-hmm. and that's something that you really value in your own life and offering to other people. Yeah. And so, having someone to talk with about the hard gives us the emotional distance from it, so we're not all caught up in the fear and everything, and the emotional capacity to engage it. And so we really need other people in our lives to help us gain that because it is going to be hard. And we're going to have to, you know, have a bit of a pep talk every now and then from some friends who say, hey, it's worth it. I promise you it's worth it. I'll be there for you. Even if it didn't go right, it'll be okay. We'll, we'll work it out. We'll do that. And then developing some skills, skills like learning to just go ahead and say the truth. And yeah, that's trust and it's it's having support. But there's also a skill to being able to sit with someone and say, hey, I just want to share with you, this is what I believe is true, and I may be wrong, but this is what I see. Or here's the reality, I actually am not strong in this area, and I am going to be healthier by acknowledging that with some friends and talking about that, because you know what's going to happen, that thing that you're so afraid that you're hiding, let me close with this, the thing you're so afraid that you're hiding from, everybody already knows it anyway. Hmm. That's good. And being able to just be honest is a skill. 
to say it. It's just, just, just learning to put words with it and practicing that. You won't yeah. feel great the first time, but for you some learn. people that comes easier. And there's a lot of it, your family background. There's a lot of things there's that can play into that. But for some people, that's an incredibly difficult skill. That it is may take a lot of practice to and, be able to develop. But you also might come from a family where the words come easily, but the tone doesn't. Sure. <laughs> right? So many factors. So many yeah. factors. So we develop that skill and we learn how to do that. And then we begin to feel the the strength of being able to say that. Because if I have a weakness, people already know it. And you know what's going to happen? If you ever talk to me about something and you say, hey, I know I'm really kind of weak in this. My response would be, I can see that. But you know what? It's not how I think of you. I know that's a part of you. But there's so much more to you that I think and, and you'll find that people are very gracious and caring about that. And you are much less compassionate and more condemning of your weakness than the people who love you are. And that's a great experience to have, too. So all those are the benefits of a reframe that leads you into the hard. And we just wanted to say today, there's a lot of topics. We'll keep talking about them. But here's a principle. Move toward the hard. It's good. And you're going to find that it's going to bring a lot of maturity. That's great. I love it. Okay, so we're going to wrap up. I just have to say, I've accomplished something major during this podcast. I'm ready. I'm a very loud sneezer. It's one of my greatest qualities in life. Sarcastically, I say, I just sneeze silently during this podcast. No one will ever know that I sneeze silently. You you covered it completely. I don't know how I did it, but listen, who says you can't do something new every day? And who says that you can't develop a new skill? (laughs) I did it, guys. (laughs) You just did it. it. We did it. Um, I'm normally like an elephant when I sneeze, like (laughs) all over the place. You landed it. I'm glad everyone knew that. We would love to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's in two days, or depending on when you're listening to this podcast, but two days from when we drop this. So we hope that you have. Um, a really wonderful time and we are thankful for all of you truly we are Uh, we just I know we say it and it sounds like something we just are saying but we are so thankful for everybody who listens and uh, just so appreciate your support we do I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and you know Lauren one of the things I know we're thankful for is just hearing some from time to time hey that episode yeah. really encouraged me that episode really challenged me that episode really opened up or i cried through that episode because it really touched my heart and so know that we're thankful for you and we're never take for granted the fact that you invite us into your journey with these conversations um that we're always learning and growing from and we hope you are too and just enjoy being with the people you love and eating good food and have a wonderful thanksgiving so well said Totally agree. And we are next week going to wrap up our our um, year on our Life year. Reframed. So we'll, we talk about that. We'll talk about that a little bit more next week. But we're kind of wrapping it up. And so just um, with a holiday episode, with a holiday episode. Yeah. And when we come back in, in 2022, just crazy to think that that's just around the corner. We have so many great stories coming mm-hmm. out. We this, the, we're, We just have so many wonderful guests. We're really excited. One of the things that we have heard from you all and that, you know, numbers tell us um, when we look at numbers is that you guys love when we have guests on who share their stories. And there are a lot of amazing stories that we're really excited to get to share with you all next year. So we really Look forward to doing that. And yeah. Rick, I don't want to take it personally and think people don't like hearing from just you and me. But, <laughs> no. you know, we well, do. We we listen. We, we take do. the lessons. We well, we've got great. We got, you know, great numbers on ours. But you can just tell when the stories come along. You and I both know that the story is oh, the power. I've always believed that the story is the power. And yeah. part of it is you and I just get so energized by being 
able to share these incredible stories mm-hmm. with we people. Did. So we'll have these episodes. We'll do, and then we'll always have the story of how the time didn't work, the tech didn't work, we forgot something, and it's because that just is how we roll, Lauren. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a good one. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time. We so appreciate our Life Reframe listeners. Thank you for being a part of our conversations. We hope that you enjoy them and and just learn as much as we do when we have the conversations because we literally are creating as we go. So thanks for being a part of that creative process. If you love this podcast, you can go rate us on Apple Podcasts with a five-star rating. That always helps us. You can share this podcast with others who you think might enjoy these conversations or benefit from them. And above all, Have these conversations with the people around you. It's not about expertise. We've demonstrated that well. We're just learning together. And this is how it works for God to work in our lives by grace. We are so thankful for our tech team, our communications team, their support, their creativity, and their excellence makes this podcast work. And finally, to Branded, who happens to be my son, Zach. Thanks for another great round of music for our intro and outro. We love it. And when I hear it, I think of you, Zach. So we appreciate you. We love you all. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to the next conversation on Life Reframed.